0: I'll be the same
1: to win amen (laughs) lift your right hands to heaven, father we rejoice that we have access into the deep things of god by the holy ghost and this morning we come humbly and respectfully before your word and we thank you that revelation knowledge is gifted every one of us in this building and around the world thank you lord for the privilege to learn to be equipped and to grow in the knowledge of christ and we decree that in this service sickness and disease terminated Sick bodies be healed through the teaching of God's word. And by the end of this service we we'll all be the better for it. In Jesus' precious name and every believer says a powerful amen. amen. Lift your right hands to heaven. Let's release our faith together. As so we say these words, I am born of God. I am born of the word. The word of God is my nature. I do not struggle to do the word. I do the word naturally. Therefore today, I will understand the word of his grace. I will be built up by the end of this service. I will never be the same. Never ever be the same again. In Jesus' name. And every believer says a powerful amen. We want to welcome everybody connected to this service by way of Kingdom Life Network, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, and all of our Akwaibom State community connected by way of Comfort FM, XL FM, Heritage FM, Inspiration FM Radio, Akwaibom, and Uni Uyo FM. We're so glad to have all of you connected to this service. Call a friend, a family, a neighbor. Tell them to tune to this radio station right now. Life is flowing through the airwaves. And our social media community, family and friends online, we love you. We're so glad all of you are connected to the service. Those joining for the first time, you're welcome to the Word Feast. It's going to be an exciting time of studying of God's Word. Social media community like we've always done, let's do it again today. Let's flood the entire Blue Marble Planet with the fragrance of God's Word. Help me share the video on your page. Share with all the groups on your page. Join more groups and put the videos there. Create watch parties, tag some people, put them on monograms. Telegram, drop them on WhatsApp groups. Let's flood the entire earth with the fragrance of Jesus' grace. All our Bible study centers in Ibom State and around the world, and all the campuses where our brethren are gathered this morning, is a church of every one of you. We love you guys, and we're excited to bring you the word of his grace from this house. Are we excited to be in church this morning? Can we celebrate the word with a shout this morning? Glory! Amen! You can be seated with your sweet smart self. Grab your pen, your notebook, and your Bible. Let's get into the word of his grace. All right. This morning, we continued our series on why things happen the way they happen on the earth. And um, it's another phase of that teaching. Yesterday, I concluded the first phase of that teaching. Where we took time to examine a number of doctrinal issues. We began to look at things like where do rains come from? We looked at things like where do storms come from? Where do babies come from? We were able to examine when babies die, where do they go after death? Where does evil come from? Does God do evil? Does God use evil? We took time to, you know, doctrinally go through that course of study in the course of our teachings that, you know, concluded yesterday. And we're continuing in the phase two of the same subject, why things happen the way they happen on the earth. Now, you need to put on your thinking caps. Put on your thinking caps. I love to promote the new creation intelligence. The new creation intelligence. Because the new creation is an intelligent being. An intelligent being. Because if you remember, the first creation of God was Adam and adam was so intelligent that he could find out the works of god remember it was adam who named all the animals in the garden he named all the animals without an encyclopedia or a dictionary and whatever he called their name remained their names for life that's how intelligent adam was before the fall and today you are born of the incorruptible seed of god's word you have intelligence. But sometimes what religion does is to take away your intelligence by making you think that there are no, you're not supposed to think as a Christian. You're just supposed to be a zombie. Do what you are asked to do without asking questions, even if they don't make sense. And that's not the word of God. God wants you to reason. He says, Come, let us reason together. And God wants you to think so that when you think you can arrive at a discovery that helps you to be on the cutting edge. And fulfill the purpose that God has for you. We're going to be studying three personalities in the course of this study. Number one, we're going to be studying God. I didn't say we're going to study about God. We're going to be studying God. All right. God. Number two, we're going to be studying man. Man. We're going to be studying man. Number three, we're going to be studying angels. And in our study of angels, we're also going to be studying the devil under angels as a minor. The devil under angels, the angels are major, but the devil as a minor under angels. And of course, apart from angels, I mean, the devil, we're also going to study about animals. What was the purpose for the creation of animals? What were animals supposed to achieve or accomplish? Why were they created? We're going to study that in the course of this study. So let's begin with studying God. And let me lay some background into that course of study genesis chapter one verse one genesis chapter one verse number one
2: in the beginning god created the heaven and the earth in the beginning god
1: in the beginning god all right now god does not exist in time because if you are the beginning it means you precede the beginning You cannot be in the beginning to create the beginning. You must be out of the beginning to create the beginning. So before the beginning, God. Then in the beginning, God created. Before the beginning began, God. Then in the beginning, God created. All right. So God predated time and God pre existed before time. Now listen carefully. Because he is God and he predated time, he functions with foreknowledge. Foreknowledge. God doesn't know things because he wants to know them. He knows things because he is out of time. When you are out of time, you don't learn things. Out of time, you know things. It's only in time that you learn. And because God is out of time, and from out of time regulates time, so God, out of time, knows the end from the beginning. Because if you were to be out of time to create time, you can predict, and you can foretell, and you can see the end from the beginning. Meaning that when God created time, he created time from the finished product. It's like movie actors, when they want to write a script, they first of all create the end, the climax of the script, then they come back to build the story that arrives at the climax. That is why God can be taken by surprise. That's why God never reacts. That's why God only proacts because before time came, God saw the climax. And then walk through the process of what brought about the climax. So whatever happens today doesn't take God by surprise. Why? Because God functions in foreknowledge. Foreknowledge means he knows everything. Now, please pay attention to the things I'm sharing. So in the first service, we, we, we laid a foundation on God. And we laid a foundation on man. All right, And we said because God began before the beginning... The wisest person to ask why things happen the way they happen on the earth will be God himself. So God is not mysterious. God is not mysterious. A mysterious personality will be somebody that we don't know. God is not mysterious. God has unveiled himself and has given us a document of 66 books that carries within it the revelation of God. Now please pay attention. Man was created by God in Genesis 1:26 and 27. God created man after his image and God gave man dominion over the work of his hands. Number 3, God created angels. That's where we stopped. Now, we do not know readily when angels were created. You will have to study the entire Bible to arrive at when angels were created because genesis never tells us when angels were created because when you know how something is created then you can tell how it functions if you don't know how it is created you cannot explain its functionality and it is only when you know why something was created that you can be able to know the limits of that thing the capacity capability and ability of that product so when you blame the devil, sometimes you are lying. Because so many things the devil is blamed for, the devil is ignorant of. Because in our religious minds, the devil has been overblown. He has been blown beyond proportion. So everything must be the devil, like I said in the first service. If something works for you, oh, the grace of God, God is good. If something doesn't work for you, the devil is a liar. God punish the devil. So it's either God or the devil or some other person if you know man then you know what man cannot do and you know what man can do that's why in this investigation in this interrogation of scripture we're going to be unveiling god unveiling man unveiling angels and as a minor satan and we shall look at animals the animal world where do animals go when they die and what was the purpose for which god created animals Because animals were not created for man to eat. The eating of animals began after the fall of man, actually, thousands of years after the fall, after the flood of Noah. All right, now, please pay attention. If you know angels, then you know what angels cannot do and what angels can do. So, when were angels created? Now, in Genesis, we do not have information to that, so we're going to do some exhaustive study now. John chapter 1 verse number 1 John chapter 1 verse number 1
2: In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God That word in the beginning was the
1: word in the original is in the deathless past In the deathless past was the world Before the beginning began In the eons of time or in the dark ages was the world And the word was with God and the word was God. This is the pre-existing personality of God. God in his pre-existing form in the beginning or in the deathless past or in the eternity of the eternities was the word or the revelation. The word there is the word revelation. All right, dateless past. Now we've established that God does not have a beginning. God began before time began. Now, if you observe, He talks about two beginnings. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. All right, read verse two for me, John chapter one, verse number two.
2: The same was in the beginning with God. The
1: same. So two beginnings. The first beginning in verse one. The second beginning in verse 2. So, in verse 2 is Genesis. Verse 1 is the pre-existing one. Verse 2 is Genesis when the beginning began. Read verse 3 for me. Verse 3 of Genesis 1. I mean John 1.
2: All things were made by him. And without him was not anything made that was made. All
1: things were made by him, including angels. Alright, so this is Genesis. All things, including angels, were made by him. So that lets us know that everything that God made, he made it in the beginning. Which is Genesis chapter 1 and chapter 2. Genesis 1 and 2 is the foundation of all of creation. After that, you won't see God create anything. The only thing God created after Genesis 1 and 2 will be the new creation, the born-again man. Outside of that, nothing more. Now, so, beginning. Genesis 1 and 2. Let's read Colossians. We are trying to track when angels were created. Colossians chapter 1, verse 15 and 16. Colossians chapter 1, 15 and 16.
2: <clears throat> Who is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creature? 16. For by him were all things created, that are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created by him and for him. They were
1: created by him and for him. Whether they be thrones or dominion or principalities, which is angels, they were created by him and for him in the beginning. All things. Created. So we have an idea that Genesis account includes the creation of angels. Now we know that Satan is an angel. Satan is an angel. And we saw in Genesis chapter 3, the modus operandi of that angel called Satan. Look at Hebrews chapter 1. And we're going to read a few verses in Hebrews chapter 1, which tells us why God created angels and when God created them. I can safely tell you, without even going further, I can safely tell you that angels were created on the sixth day in the morning. And man was created on the sixth day in the evening. And after creation he woke up on the seventh day to function from a place of rest okay so angels were created on the sixth day in the morning and man was created on the sixth day in the evening and after creation he woke up and it was the seventh day the day of rest to be able to substantiate what i've just told you let's look at hebrews chapter one verse number six where angels were being distinguished from Jesus. And then he gives us some information to the operation of angels. Hebrews chapter 1 verse number 6. Please pay attention.
2: And again, when he bringeth in the first begotten into the world, he saith, and let all the angels of God worship him. Let
1: all angels worship. The word worship is the same word for serve. Let all the angels serve him. Read verse 7 for me.
2: And of The angels, he saith, who maketh his angels spirits, and his ministers a flame of fire? Observe,
1: he made his angels ministers. The word ministers there is the word servants. Okay, so angels were created servants. They were created servants. We are not to worship angels. We are not to pray to angels. We are not even to sing and be calling angel names. These are servants. The intent for their creation was to serve. He makes his angels ministers or servants. Now give me verse 13 of Hebrews chapter 1. Please pay attention. Hebrews chapter 1 verse 13.
2: But to which of the angels said he at any time, sit on my right hand until I make thine enemies thy footstool?
1: To which of the angels... Meaning he didn't give angels authority. Right hand means authority. Which of the angels has he ever said to sit on my right hand? Which of the angels? To none of them. Because no angel has authority. None of them. Now look at verse 14 carefully. Verse 14 of Hebrews 1.
2: Are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister for them who shall be heirs of salvation? Are they not all.
1: If your Bible is mine, I will underline all. All means all. Cherubim, seraphims, archangels, ordinary angels, Gabriel, Michael. All. Are they not all? No angel. No angel is outside this all. All of them are ministering spirits. What do we mean by ministering spirits? explained in verse 7. They are to minister for those who shall be heirs of salvation, inheritors of salvation. Angels are to serve man. That's why I told you they were created on the sixth day in the morning before man was created in the evening Nothing was created after man. God created everything and put everything in place. And when he brought man out, it was in a perfect environment. Angels, all servants lined up at the beck and call of man. The planet perfectly in place. Moon, stars, sun, water above the heavens water under the earth a mist coming out of the earth to water the ground for man to have agriculture and food the water above the heavens to condition the atmosphere and give man a comfortable environment for his body's health and then god said to man take charge including all the angels how many of you understand what i'm explaining here Because when you read the Genesis account, that's exactly what it is. And if God is creating something, it has to be perfect. Perfect. No defect whatsoever. We're talking about God creating. So angels were created as ministering spirits. God created angels, therefore, with man in mind. He created angels with man in mind. To minister for, not to minister to angels are not to minister to man so don't ever say father send your angels to massage me as I want to sleep no they are to minister for not to you for means they are to run errands they are to carry out man's wishes in service Not to man, to minister for man. Take note of the tenses. To minister for those who shall be heirs of salvation. So angels were created to serve man. So we know God, that God pre-exists. He pre-existed before time. Man came in time. The image of God. Now, who is God? Who is God? Who is this personality called God? (sighs) We will lay a background in this service and we will explore details within the week. Remember I told you that if God wanted to be mysterious, he would not give you a volume of 66 books. Uncovering himself. Number two. He will not descend into humanity. And take on human flesh. And live among men for 33 years. If he wanted to be mysterious. There would be no need for all of that. So God has unraveled himself. We can know the depths of God. The totality of God's depths. We can uncover all of that. As contained in the already revealed word of God. It's not mysterious. Now, he's been unveiled. God has been demystified in Christ Jesus. So we lay background. Moses asked God that same question. Who is God? Look at Exodus
3: 3.14. Moses asked God. Exodus chapter 3,
2: verse I am that I am. And he said, Thus shalt thou say unto the children of Israel, I am hath sent me unto you.
1: I am that I am. My goodness. Now in the days of Moses, people worship many things called God. That's why in the Bible, when you see, and the Lord God, you have to read the post-text and the pretext to know what they are talking about. Because Lord God could be a judge. Lord God, my Lord, even today we call judges my Lord. Is that true? In the court of law. So sometimes when you read the Bible and you say, Lord God. Remember, the Bible was written within human culture. It's not an abstract book that fell from the sky. Boom! A printer must produce it. Divine book. No. It, is, it was written based on what happened in time. In the interaction between God and man. Men and men. Circumstances, events okay so because and it was written with human language the bible was not written in tongues it was written with human language all right the language that was the language of civilization back then greek hebrew you know latin okay but i i stay with greek and hebrew even though there was latin but the greek has swallowed the latin part of the in, interpretation of scripture all right now so because it was written with human language that's the way you see Lord God. Lord God is not a heavenly language. You know, it's like people singing in church. Hallelujah is a heavenly language. Stop that. Don't let illiteracy undress you in public. How can hallelujah be heavenly language? What makes it heavenly? Hallelujah is human language. It's not heavenly. You want heavenly language? Men go, Lord, le God. For he that speaketh in tongues, speaketh not unto men. It's not earthly language. But unto God, and how be it in the spirit? So that's what we call heavenly language the language of the spirit, the immaterial language. Okay, are we together in the building? All right, now. So Moses says to God, Who are you? And God says, I am that I am, I will be what I will be. Uh, That's the big man talking. (laughs) I am that I am, I will be what I will be. That was like Moses saying, who are you? Who are you? God said, I am that I am. What it means is, I need nobody to be who I am. All that I need exists inside me. I am the self-existing one. I rely on nobody and I need help from nobody. I am who I am by myself. I am the I am. And whatever I want to be, I am capable of being what I will be. That's why Jesus is God who became a man. Why? He is the I am. He can be whatever he wants to be. Am I teaching? Yeah. The self-existing one. The I am. That's just for the lack of words that those words were used in the Hebrew. So where do we get the word? And that's where we got the word Yahweh. I am that I am. Yahweh. Someone who exists by himself. I am. Look at Exodus chapter 6 verse 3. God still introducing himself to Moses. Exodus 6 3.
2: And I appeared unto Abraham, unto Isaac, and unto Jacob, by the name of God Almighty. But by my name, Jehovah, was I not known to them. But by my name, Jehovah, was I not known to them. Malataba.
1: So he talks about himself again. One time he told Abraham, I am the Lord Almighty. Or, I am the almighty God, walk before me and be thou perfect. He was introducing himself to Abraham. Now, why will God use adjectives to introduce himself? Why will he use adjectives? He will use adjectives so that you will have a view of who he is. So that you will have a view of who he is. I am almighty God. The word El Shaddai. The double-breasted one. El Shaddai. Then Exodus 6, 2 and 3 where we just read. By my name Jehovah Yahweh. I am. I was not known to Abraham. First and foremost. You cannot know God outside the revelation of himself. Mm-mm. That is where religions come from. men attempting to know God outside his own revelation. It ends in futility and religion. Because religion... Is man's approach to find God. Uh, And they never find him. That's why in religion, you keep looking for God. From one mountain to another. In fact, in Bible days, they were involved in mountain worship. How many of you know those people that still go to mountain today? They still go to mountain. Every time they want to pray, they go on the mountain to pray. Because to them, God is in the mountain. That God in the mountain eh, is not the God of our Lord Jesus Christ. The God of our Lord Jesus Christ is not on any mountain. It's not. The God of our Lord Jesus Christ is not on any mountain. Except you're going to the mountain because you have nowhere else to go. Your house is not there. So you can go to mountain for privacy. Otherwise, you don't need Jesus. Told the woman at the well. You guys are used to mountain worship. You shall neither in this mountain nor in Jerusalem worship because I'm not on the mountain. The time cometh and now is when true worshippers will not be on a mountain, they will worship God in spirit and in truth. For God is a spirit, meaning He has no location. He has no location. Sometimes men of God when they want to take advantage of people they will say God is on this in this place now if you move here now you will get the anointing the first 50 people to move here right now with an offering there's an anointing ta ta God is a spirit and they that worship must worship him in spirit and in truth and the day you got born again you became the circumcision that worship God in spirit and have no confidence in the flesh. I thought somebody would shout a powerful amen. amen. God is spirit. So he says, "By my name Jehovah Yahweh, I was not known unto them." So you cannot know God outside the revelation of Himself. Nobody can. <laughs> I'm telling you. Nobody can find him out. Not even science. You can't factor God out. You can't calculate God. Mathematics can't calculate God. Science can discover everything else minus God. You know, there's what they call Christian science, using science to approach God. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. And if you are trying to discover God by prophecy, you end up in prayer house. They will use you to clean the whole prayer house and trash you. Yeah? If you are looking for how to, you know, to to use God to be wicked to people, you will end up in occultism. Use you and destroy you. Because you can't discover God. Nobody can discover God. Only God can reveal himself to people. So that's why in Christianity, we don't come to God. In Christianity, our God has come to us in the person of Jesus. Oh, I thought somebody would shout hallelujah. So knowing God has to be by himself. By the revelation he gives you. He has to reveal himself to man. Now, Let's go to man. We've, we've done a bit on God. Let's go to man. What is man? We have read that man is made in the image and in the likeness of God. And David made further inquiries concerning man. Read for me Psalms
2: chapter 8 verse 4. Psalms chapter 8 verse 4 to 6. What is man that thou art mindful of him? And the son of man that thou visitest him? For thou hast made him a little lower than the angels and hast crowned him with glory and honor. Thou madest him to have dominion over the works of thy hands. Thou hast put all things under his feet. All right. Now, so like David
1: inquired, the writer of Hebrews also did the same inquiry. And he tells us that God made man a ruler. In Hebrews chapter 2, verse 6 to 9, you can read that at home for further study. Hebrews chapter 2, verse 6 to 9. He didn't make angels rulers. God made man a ruler. He didn't make angels rulers. Man is a ruler over angels and over everything God created. So, God has made man a ruler over the works of his hand. Now, we see God who doesn't exist in time. Creates time and man in time. God creates time. And man in time. And puts man in charge of all he has created. Including time. Yeah. God puts man in charge of all. Including time. Angels were made to serve man. Who was put over time. And put over the works of God's hand. Let's investigate further. Let's study God. God can only be known by God. God can only be known by God. In fact, the minute you start to do an independent investigation, that is your first step in the school of error. The moment you want to investigate God independent of God, you will end up somewhere where you will need to be told. You can only take what he says about himself as his revelation. You can only take what he says about himself as his revelation. Where and how You know, he told Moses, I am that I am. And by my name, Jehovah, was I not known to Abraham and Jacob. Now, let's go a bit further. John chapter 1 verse 1 again. John chapter 1 verse 1.
2: In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. The word, word, in the beginning was the word... The word word
1: is a language used by John. It's an old word used by philosophers. In the beginning was the word. That language was used by philosophers. Is the word logos. L-O-G-O-S. Logos. So in the beginning was the logos. The word logos implies a thinking pattern. A thinking pattern in the beginning was a thinking pattern that means if i come up with um, a particular law in physics you know one of those laws of physics like charles law charles law in physics charles law is an idea okay charles law is an idea in physics for those of you who did physics in school i didn't do physics i just made inquiries I like to learn everything I can find. Especially things I was, a, I was afraid of studying as a young boy in school. You know, there are some courses you're afraid of as a young person. Now, having grown, I discovered there's nothing to be afraid of. So I go back now to say, come, come. What is even that almighty formula? Do it, let me even see that stupid thing that kept me out of class. You know almighty formula? <laughs> I feared almighty formula because even the name almighty was enough to scare me as a young I ran away from almighty formula in mathematics. When my math teacher is coming through the door, I'm going through the window. We never met one, one Indian guy, Mr., Mr. Said or something. When the Reverend teacher is not in the class, he was an Indian guy. His face was enough to even scare me because his face was like almighty formula. The guy was bad, man. And he didn't like me. I don't know why. Maybe because me too, I was always dodging him. So when he comes to class he will come to my table and hit the table bam i will fear more than he will clear my face so because of that i didn't know mathematics till i finished school i was always having f10 in mathematics but today i am passing mathematics because i have the mathematics of counting my money additional mass <laughs> don't mind me i'm just joking now all right are you still in the building okay now <clears throat> so chance law in physics is an idea you know, the person who created cars saw the need for people to move around. To go around. He saw that need. He must have seen. And then he asked himself, how can people move from one place to another without engaging their legs? So he started thinking. All inventors think. They think. They look for problems. And they think about creative ways of solving it. That's what inventors do. And they give themselves to study and inquiry so they can arrive at a solution that solves societal problems. And sometimes it could take, you know, it could take that that guy a discovery almost all his lifetime. 40, 50 years of research. Then finally, he comes out with a breakthrough that solves a major problem, you know, all over the world. So it takes a bit of time. Now, so he got the idea and created a car. But before he created the car, there was the Logos. It is the Logos that brought about the creation of the car. A thought pattern which precedes the actions of a man. A thought pattern which precedes the actions of a man. In the beginning was the Logos. The Logos was with God. The Logos is God. Unlike man that just describes. The Logos is God. The Logos. God doesn't have the Logos. The Logos is God himself. Okay. Unlike man who has the Logos. God is the Logos. I don't know if you understand it. Yeah. He doesn't have it. He is the Logos himself. So, he doesn't form thought patterns. God doesn't form thought patterns. He doesn't view things. God doesn't observe. He doesn't look at something for solution. He doesn't react. The Logos is God himself. He is the Logos. He doesn't have it. Now look at that John chapter 1 verse 2 to 3. As I begin to round up this service. John 1, 2 to 3.
2: The same was in the beginning with God. Yes. All things were made by him. And without him was not anything made that was made. So if we can know the Logos. We can know God. If we can know the Logos. We
1: can know God. Because God is the Logos. So if we can know the Logos. We can know God himself. The thinking pattern. Alright? Look at verse 4 and 5. Read verse 4 and 5 of John chapter 1 for me.
2: In him was life and the life was the light of men and the light shineth in darkness and the darkness comprehended it not. Then read verse 10 for me of John 1. He was in the world and the world was made by him and the world knew him not. Did you see that? He was in the world, moving among men.
1: The world was made by him, but the world knew him not. You can't know him till he reveals himself. You can't. You can even sit with God. But you don't know him. Till he tells you. I am that I am. (laughs) He was in the world. The world was made by him. But the world knew him not. Give me verse 12, 13 and... Give me verse 11. 11, 12, 13 and 14.
2: He came unto his own, and his own received him not. His own there
1: means Israel. He came to Israel, but Israel received him not. Twelve.
2: But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name.
1: Yeah.
2: Thirteen. Which were born, not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. Fourteen. And the word was made flesh, and dwelleth among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. We beheld his glory as the glory of the
1: only begotten of the Father. Kabayadah. The Word became flesh. The Word became revelation. The Word became the res- revelation of God or the Word became the manifestation of God in human flesh. The Logos took on humanity so humanity can know God. The Word became flesh and dwelt among us. We beheld the only, the monogenes, the only begotten Son of the Father. The Word became flesh. That means the Word, the Logos, became something we can see. The Logos became something we can hold, we can touch. The Logos became something we could we could behold. That is the thoughts, the plan, the purpose of God, who is God himself. The idea, the architecture of God, the thinking pattern of God, who is God himself, came to the point where you can see him physically. The Logos. God's thinking pattern where you can see him physically now remember Adam didn't come from heaven I have taught you that Adam was of the earth Jesus is the only Lord that came from heaven so the Word became flesh and dwelt among us Isaiah said his name shall be called Emmanuel God with us God amongst us. That's the way it is in the Hebrew. God amongst us. God amongst us. Why? Because God wants man to know him. So he came to man. And unveiled himself. Among men. So we could behold him. The word became flesh. The son of God. The incarnate word. In the four gospels. Jesus is the son of God that came from heaven. He came from God. And if he is God's son, that means what is in God is in him. Fish gives birth to fish. So if we're going to study God, we will have to study his son. To know God, you must know his son. Outside his son, you can know him. So the revelation of God is captured in the Son. Outside Christ, nobody can know God. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. If we study his son, we study him. You can study the prophets, but the prophets didn't come from him. So, if you study Moses, you can't know God enough. If you study Isaiah, you can't know God enough. Jeremiah, Ezekiel, Habakkuk, Nahum, Zechariah, Zapaniah, Amos, you can't know God enough. The only exclusive custodian of God is his son. He's the accurate Kabayada, he's the express image, the perfect image imprint. He is the flawless image of God. Nakoratanaka zebra nangaladaba. You can study his servants but his servants didn't come from him. But to study him, you must study his son. He said concerning his son, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Here. Ye him hear who hear him. Say with me very loud, I hear Jesus only. Say with me very loud concerning God, I hear Jesus only. Say with me, Jesus is the exclusive carrier of the revelation of God in his exactness. To study God, I study Jesus because Jesus is the revelation of God to man. I didn't hear an amen. Jesus is a revelation of God to man. Ladies and gentlemen, from tomorrow we will get deep into these things and we'll explore quite a number of things. Today I'm just laying foundation here and there, just putting things together that we can build upon. But let me be honest with you. There is no room for illiteracy in Christianity going forward. If you're an illiterate, you will be used to Dumped and abused. Illiteracy has no future. In the Christianity. Going forward. I'm not joking at all. I'm not joking. If you decide to be an illiterate. There are messengers of Satan. Heavily anointed by Satan. To use you. Until you don't have second hand value. And I'm not joking. They are merciless. And Satan is unleashing them without jokes. Also the same way there are studious disciples and ministers of the gospel that God is arming with knowledge. Not Ogaba. Their very appearance is the exit of total ignorance. (laughs) That generation is listening to me now. That generation is listening to me now. That generation is in this building. If your amen is louder, stand on your feet and receive that manifestation. Say with me, I belong to the knowledge generation. Revelation knowledge. Equipped armed, built up and unleashed to damage ignorance in my generation. I didn't hear a powerful amen. Amen. Lift your right hands to heaven, Father, thank you for your word this morning. Thank you for revelation, knowledge, and thank you for the insight given to us in your word. Thank you for the ability your word brings to us. And thank you for the things we have learned. We rejoice that in discovering you, we discover ourselves. Because we came out of you, we are born of you. And because we are born of you, we can only know us by knowing you. And we rejoice that this week as we fellowship, we fellowship intimately with your word. And as we fellowship with your word, we fellowship with the light. And where the light is, there is no occasion of stumbling. So I speak grace over everyone under the sound of my voice. We rebuke sickness and disease. We rebuke oppression of the enemy. In the name of Jesus. This week I decree you win every situation of life. Your going out is blessed. Your coming in is blessed. The work of your hands are blessed. In the name of Jesus. Receive productivity. Receive ideas, concepts and insights. You are blessed beyond limits. Great grace is upon you. Father we rejoice for answered prayer. In Jesus precious name. And every believer says that amen on a note of finality. If you believe that prayer go ahead and celebrate the answers. is that how you celebrate glory amen listen carefully i want to take up your offerings quickly quickly i'll take up your offerings then we take the kingdom investments and the worship offerings this one we're taking now is the honor offering in power city we take three offerings for three purposes and it's very clear. We explain all the time. The first offering we take from you is an honor to the word of God, an honor for the labor of God's word, an appreciation for the teaching of God's word. The Bible says, Let him that is taught communicate with his teacher in all good things. That's the first offering. The second offering, which is one of two, is investment. As God gives you money and as doors open up for you, you make money on your own, you deliberately set apart a particular money. That you give to support the work of God intentionally. The last offering is your general worship offering as you come to church. Now, if you don't have the three of them, there's no hard rule. If a man gives according to what he has, it is acceptable. But of course, when you are intentional in your giving, you want to be sure that you give monies that will fulfill an objective in the house of God. Okay, so you want to be sure that you plan your givings prayerfully, and prepare for them. Can I have a powerful amen? So, I want to take up the first offerings quickly, which is our honor offering that we give for the word of God. Father, thank you for everybody. And just as I get ready to pray, all of you online, there are banking details on television. You know, there are banking details. The radio audience, in a few minutes, I'll be joining Mr. Michael Bush right here in the building. we will be answering your questions. And Mr. Bush will read for you the banking details for, for the radio audience. But online, there are accounts. On TV, there are accounts for those of you that want to give. And if no account is relevant to your location, if you shoot a mail to Dr. Abel Damina at yahoo.com, we will respond with an account that will be relevant to your location. But make sure you indicate where you're emailing us from. All right, lift your offerings up. The reason why we lift our offerings up is because that's part of our worship. And in the New Testament, we worship God by lifting up holy hands. So we put the offerings and we lift them up in worship before god father we lift up our offerings this morning with joy and we thank you for the privilege to honor your word to honor the labor of your word and to honor the service of your word in this house and as we give we give with joy we give in faith and we rejoice that everyone giving your needs are met supernaturally today in jesus precious name and every believer says that amen on an auto finality Hit the song, let's do it. You just walk out quickly, drop it anywhere on the floor. Anywhere on the floor. Glory to God.
4: sitting, I have the mandate to collect the kingdom investments and the general worship offering. And so everyone who came to church this morning with our kingdom investments, I'd like you to please bring out that investment. And we are taking the two offerings at the same time. We also bring out the general worship offering, the kingdom investment. And we remember very well that as believers, we give joyfully. And we give generously. We give liberally. And so I'd like everyone to stand to his or her feet with the offering in your hand. Stand to your feet. Kingdom investment and the general worship offering. Just stand to your feet quickly because we have limited time to do this. Please stand to your feet and just be happy. Just be happy. Stand to your feet wherever you are. Let everybody be standing everybody stand to your feet let's just honor god as we give hallelujah lifted up father we thank you for the privilege to give thank you this moment for the opportunity you have given us and we thank you that you have blessed us we have been blessed by your word and you have blessed us with all things that pertain to life and godliness this moment we yield that which you have given to us to advance the work of the ministry And we thank you because this offering is accepted and we thank you for the blessing that is released and remains in our lives and we thank you for all good things the blessings Lord we remember this moment to thank you for our pastor we thank you for the grace upon his life thank you because he fits us with knowledge and understanding and we thank you because daily we are built up to glorify your name. Thank you, Father, for everything in Jesus' name. Everyone say amen. Uh, please, you will come forward. Drop the kingdom investment in the basket and the offerings right here. Just be happy as you do that. Hey!
1: session of our service which is ask the counselor please stand on your feet except something is wrong with your legs we've been sitting for over an hour let's just stand and stretch a little bit amen you know sometimes when you sit it's good to also stand and move around so circulation is encouraged in your body for longevity amen are you excited amen Amen. all right this morning I'm excited to have the intercontinental Mr. Michael Bush now hold on But he didn't come to church alone this morning. And I'm sure my international audience are watching. We also have the intercontinental Mrs. Bush with him in the building. (laughs) All right. You know, I'm going to ask you and her to come to the pulpit because those guys want to see her. And then she can go back after the first one minute or two minutes, you know. So let's clap for them as they come up so that we can see your face clap for them as they come this morning somebody shout glory so glad to meet you finally physically <laughs> praise god bless you again and we want to thank you for releasing him to us we have kept him here for months now and we still plan to keep him longer amen thank you thank you thank you amen let's clap for as she goes back to us Over to you, the Intercontinental.
5: Global Barber. The
1: Intercontinental.
5: Please put your hands together, church. Put your hands together. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Just before we sit down together, just um, spare me one long minute to share the account details, the bank details of the church with those who are online worshiping with us and wanting to also take of the offering round. The account name is of course Power City International. There are three banks FCMB Zenith, start with yes there are three banks FCMB Zenith, UBA, start with the second bank for today Zenith. 10 12 36 59 12 account name still Power City International. The second bank today is actually a fair on the list. UBA 13926465, and our name, of course, remains Power City International. FCMB is actually bank number one. But just to show you that um, when God is involved, number one can become number three, and vice versa. So FCMB is number three on this edition of the program. 2982682028. 20, in the course of the program as usual, you're going to have the opportunity to call in. If you are watching from Nigeria, the number is 0806-800-9939, 806 9939 But if you are watching from outside the country, you need to put plus 234 before 806 9939 If you also want to send us a quick SMS, the number is 234 691 Two. And if you want to call to sponsor, anything we do on the program, or you want to write in, you want to just be part of the program, that number, well, I'm having some problems with my papers and the wind all over the place, but I can cope, I can go. and I'm a run man, all right? Okay, so the number to call for sponsorship is plus 275 or just via an email or two to Dr. Abel Damina at yahoo.com, Dr. D.R. simply. But if you want to take part in the Ask the Counselor segment that takes uh, off any moment now, just send us an email or two to askthecouncillornow at gmail.com. Can you please put your hands together as you sit down? (laughs) Sit down, thank you. I just wanted you to stand through the opening announcements uh, so you know what uh, Global Baba and I are going to be going through That's right. for the next one hour. Alright, so help me at this point to applaud my producer Pastor Ig Aquera and the production team. They do they do great job. They are so 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 good. Without them um, I don't know how we would be able to reach the world as we do. And then, of course, my name is Michael Bush. By the special grace of God, I'm your uncle Always would be since you have um, vehemently refused to applaud me, please put your hands together for Global Baba, An international televangelist, somebody who teaches like no one else I've ever heard, and continues to do so. He writes, he's written nearly 40 books and counting. He told me yesterday, he was writing two more. I'm super excited that he's here. Help me welcome to Ask the Counselor today. Doctor Abel Damina,
1: the Intercontinental, Mr. Bush, Global Baba. Good to have you here. So nice, and today special because Mrs. Bush is in the house.
5: Absolutely, yeah. So nice to see her. Praise God. Absolutely. Global Baba, we spent last night up north. That was in Taraba State. So we're going to take some anonymous entries. Um, no, just carry on as if they came from there and continue the program. So without any further ado, by the way, we always um, pray. for our world we always pray for our country we always pray for our states and our governments before we set sail can we do so now global Baba?
1: let's pray together father we rejoice and we thank you for our kwaibom state thank you for nigeria and thank you for the rest of the world we rejoice that as we declare and supplicate that ministers of the gospel are being raised to preach the truth of jesus christ disciples are multiplied into the different nations of the world the gospel of christ continues to thrive and darkness cannot comprehend it we pray that our societies experiences the love and the life of god lord we also pray for our governments we pray for the governments of our nation of our own state here in aquaibon we ask that our leaders will create more and more enabling environments that enables the potentials in our societies both in this state in this nation and around the world to thrive and that the kingdom of god continues to find expression So we thank you by faith for answer prayer. And we declare that your peace continues to prevail in the different nations of the world so the gospel can thrive. In Jesus' name we pray.
5: Amen. 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 And the church shall say. Okay, we just will take off in another two minutes. I just would like to use one long minute. Go on Facebook live. Our friends have been waiting there forever. I just like to quickly acknowledge some of them as I see them. Christie, we would like to thank you for joining us. Nora C., thank you. Mutui Lydia, thank you. God is love. T. Audru. Nomi Metro is in Florida. Very nice to see her. Michael Maruma, thank you. Tochi Oji and Yiri, uh, That's certainly from outside the country. Millicent Akron, Samuel Kamwaka. Valerie, in case a Cameroonian is actually in Germany. in Oikwa, Hope Edobo, Indifre Kumo, Nomi Metru again. Comfort Sean. Kate, uh, did I miss that now? Patrick's. Patricia Njonjo and um, Fatina Halidi is in Kenya. I'd like to take them as I see them. And Ekanabasi Ben is most fatal. is in um, Botswana. Botswana. Raymond uh, Iroibe, Samuel Kamwaka again, Ross Cruz is in Italy, Samuel Kamwaka again, Choma Sharon Ben is in Egypt, Johnson in and Oekwa again, M. Chala Edere Sara and Tangi Freedom, who is in Namibia. I'll just round off now, but not before acknowledging Malaika Ebang Garibe. our international audience. They are super ready, as always, and we too are. The producer has just gesticulated to me, and I need to let you know that the live audience here will be able to take, as we progress, at least five questions from you. So if you have your questions, just prepare them. As I see the hands up when the time comes, I will take them right now, the time to set sail. From up northern Nigeria, where we spent last night. Hello, Global Baba and Mr. Bush. I'm in a very dire need of your prayer for the number of situations that I find myself in. Please, Global Baba, pray for my family members and loved ones who are part of this situation. We need serious transformation. Finally, Global Baba, please pray for my enemies. I perceive they are going through hard times. Thank you, Global Baba.
1: Father, we thank you for that family. We ask for a divine intervention. We receive it by faith on their behalf. And we command the devil to get his hands off that family. And we thank you for the miracle and the testimonies that comes out of this prayer today. In Jesus'
5: name. Amen. Amen. Pray for me, Global Barber. My life has neither experienced any joy nor any good thing. I'm full of depression and disappointment. I'm at a stage I'm considering suicide. Please pray for me, sir. I don't know whether my situation can be remedied. I just like to remain anonymous.
1: Well, you don't have to commit suicide because if you do, you've just cheated yourself double. And you have no reason to be depressed. The Bible says um, that our contentment is in God. You have life. You are alive. You know, great things can still happen for you. All you've got to do is keep following the teachings. Open your heart to the word of God. The word of God will create a world of contentment for you. Father, we pray for this person. We break the yoke of depression. We come against the voice of the enemy speaking suicide into that mind. Satan, we command you to shut up. And stop talking in that mind. And we speak peace to that mind. We silence the voice of frustration and fear. And we command the miracle of God's intervention. A demonstration of the love of God upon your heart. Receive right now by faith. In Jesus' name.
5: Amen. Amen. Okay. We, I am almost checking out of um, up north. We are leaving out northern Nigeria for the southeastern part. But for the road, this anonymous entry again. Hello Global Barber the intercontinental Mr. Michael Bush. Thank you, sirs, for all you do and your sacrifice for the equipping of the saints. The fruits of your work is rising really big. God bless you, sirs. I have two questions, Global Baba. You said the earth is on a leash. Okay, you said the earth is on a leash. Yeah. Please, throw more light on that, Global Baba. Was it God's original plan to put the earth on leash, or was it man's sin that started the lease?
1: Man sinned, started the leaves. Man was supposed to live forever if he had made the choice for eternal life. But because man rejected eternal life, you see the first judgment on this earth was the flood of Noah. And that changed everything. And changed everything. So, yeah.
5: You said Adam created the animals in Genesis 2. If I got you right. How did this happen, sir? I thought Adam only named what God created. Because in Genesis 1 it says, God created the fishes of the seas the cattle of the land, the birds of the air, etc. So, Global Baba, how do we reconcile these two chapters? Which animal did God create in Genesis 1, and which animals did Adam create in Genesis 2? I just want clarity.
1: Again, this will be part of our teaching this week, so if you're patient, just follow the teaching within the week, you will have total clarity.
5: Okay, Global Baba, I hinted a moment ago that we'll be leaving um, the northern part of the country and heading straight to the southeastern part. So, Abia State, Incidentally, my wife came from there, Now she comes from Akwaibom. Put your hands together for her. So Abia State, my name is Micah. My name is Micah. I'm writing from Abia State. I'm blessed having you as my spiritual father, Global Baba. Please, sir, is it ideal to make vows before God, either in church or when making prayers to God? What happens if you are unable to fulfill the vow, probably because of the lack of resources?
1: I think we dealt with that kind of question yesterday. You don't make vows to God in the New Testament. God is your father. The idea of making vows is telling God, if you do this for me, I will do that for you. He's a loving father. There's nothing more God will do for you that he has not done. He has done everything for you in Christ. He has given you all things that pertain to life and godliness in Christ. Before he created you, he made all the provisions you need you know, for you in this world. So you don't need to cajole God or twist his arm. All you need to do is receive by faith what God has provided. And in return, out of gratitude... You can give to God. You can do things for the kingdom. And you can you know, give up yourself and your resources to advance the cause of your father on the earth. So you're not in a transaction with God. It's not like contract. God is not a contractor. You don't need to mobilize him to do something for you. He's done everything for you. He, he gave you Christ when you were not even qualified. He took care of all your needs before you came. So what you do is you respond in honor, in worship, and in thanksgiving. So vows are not New Testament.
5: Can you just put those hands together? From Abia State to Abia State, we're staying on them. and I'm, I'm sure they knew their daughter would be in service I'm, today. I'm sure, so I'm sure. They just kept pointing, um, um, you know, pumping in the, the entries. Hello, Global Baba, Dr. Abel Damina, and the Intercontinental Michael Bush. I celebrate you both for the good work of God you do. May God keep blessing you with more of divine knowledge, wisdom, and understanding. Amen. Please, sir. I would love you to counsel me and advise me on what to do on this matter. In the year of our Lord 2011, while I was worshipping at my local church, on this particular Tuesday, I attended a program not knowing that the night prayers were made for choristers alone. I couldn't return home that night because it was already late, which I decided to join the choristers for the prayers. The prayer coordinator, a prophet whom God was using to prophesy for the night program while prophesying, called out the people who joined the night prayers but were not members of the choir to come out for prayers. Many of us went out, and I was among them too. After the prophet prayed for us, he told us that moment to join the choir unit in serving God. To be sincere, I joined the choir unit for two weeks, which I later stopped without reason up until today. I relocated to a new church, which I'm serving God's work as an usher, also as a minister in the drama unit for eight years now but global baba ever since then have been disturbed by different men of god from different churches uh, some stopping me by the roadside in in school even in churches where friends invite me to fellowship with them to join the choir unit saying god wants me and will visit my challenges once i accept to join the choir unit that Serving God in the choir unit is the shortest cut to my destiny. Now that I've accepted to join the choir unit to serve God, I was told by one of my local prophets, since I asked him of what to do, that if I must join the choir unit, that it must be in any district or headquarter of my local church. I don't know that. I don't understand that. Perhaps it just must be in the headquarters of my local church. The problem now is, does it mean that God can't visit me, Global Baba, at the stage of my problems and challenge, without me... Joining the choir to serve him, or does it mean that all my years spent in serving God as an usher is, are not accepted to him? I don't want to join choir in my local church. Please, what should I do? God bless you, sir, as I wait to receive your counseling advice. I'm Thompson, arrived from Abia State, Abia State, Nigeria.
1: Thompson, the chorister. <laughs> Thompson, don't mind all of them. Don't let them confuse you. God doesn't operate like that. God blessed you in Christ Jesus before you even knew who you were. So it is not what you do that makes things work for you. It is a fact that you've been accepted in the beloved. You don't have to serve God to be special. You don't have to be served God. You don't have to serve God to enjoy the provisions of God. He gave birth to you, he is your father. You have a right to all that God has made available. And you need to take authority. Know that God is not the one afflicting you. So take authority over those circumstances and rebuke them and deny the devil access to your resources and finances, and make up your mind to succeed, and go ahead and succeed. Now, where service is concerned, you serve God as a product of spiritual growth. As you begin to grow in the knowledge of Christ, as you begin to grow, part of the proof of growth is that the next thing you are thinking of is how to serve, how to be a blessing. However, in serving and being a blessing, there is no strict rule that it has to be usher or protocol or chorister. Or in, fa- in fact, first of all, there is no such thing in the Bible like choir. It does not exist in the Bible. It's not one of the gifts of the Spirit. It's not even there in the offices of ministry. Because what you call choir is a special group that sings in the church. There's nothing like that. The reason why we have this group of people here is because they are there to lead us in worship. That's all. And when they lead, all of us sing together. So actually, all of us are choir members, every one of us. Because the Bible says we speak to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. So because all of us are part of those that speak to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, for us to be more orderly, we are the team of people here that lead us in that singing. And we all sing together. I don't know if I'm communicating at all. So you don't have to join a special group called choir. To be blessed. You already a choir without being in the choir. And then where you are choir, you choirize. In your house, in your bathroom. You just keep singing. You know, That's it.
5: Global Baba.
1: Yeah, the intercontinental.
5: I'm Magnus Mbeonye. I'm still reading from some entry from somewhere in the southeast. Doesn't tell us where he's writing from. but I just take it as I said. Remain forever blessed, Global Baba. You have no idea the number of souls you have liberated from the kingdom of darkness, including me. God bless you. God bless you real good, Mr. Bush, for an excellent job. Global Barber, I served an organization with so much diligence, even when I was on many occasions denied promotions. I was overdue for. They kept moving me from one higher assignment to another without due promotion. It was so disheartening, Global Barber. I was victimized and forced to resign after 10 plus years. I was victimized because I refused and said no to fraudulent activities. After losing the job, Global Baba, I acquired a new skill that I'm very happy about. It has the potentiality to give me the 10 plus year salaries in a few months. The challenge I have is that I don't have all the money required to start. Some friends promised to lend me some money, but suddenly they are no longer responsive. Not even to return calls or SMS. I'm not asking them for free money, Global Baba, but just that I would pay back in less than three months. Global Baba, please tell God, our father, that my kids want to go back to school. Please tell him I served an organisation diligently for ten plus years, but was forced to resign without due compensation. Please tell him, Global Baba, that the time to favour me is now. I am going through untold hardship with my wife and four kids. Remain forever blessed, Global Baba. hope to get a return mail from you soon.
1: Okay, just a moment, Father. They say I should tell you. <laughs> oh no his kids want to go back to (laughs) To school school. amen he said i should tell you he served an organization for 10 years but was forced to resign without due compensation amen father the time to favor him
5: is now now. amen
1: i ask that you move systems move people move circumstances to favor this brother and in the name of jesus receive a miracle of restoration and a miracle of god's favor in jesus name
5: Amen. amen Global yeah. Okay. I remember asking you once, if you were not a pastor, if you were not a ministering, what you would do? Politics. Should... Aha, politics. Uh, plus a little stand-up comedy. Uh, uh, in maybe addition. a little bit. Of... <laughs> <laughs> okay, can we make progress? We are now in states, State, you specifically. And so, because we are also r- live here, we can take some um, live uh, studio questions if you have. I would accept that. I also hear that I have calls. Okay, so the time for calls is also now if you send them in. But right now, I have an entry from Uyo. says, Hello, Global Baba with the sauce. Global Baba with the sauce. Which sauce? <laughs>
1: Maggie sauce. <laughs>
5: oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Global Baba. So he says, Hello, Global Baba with the sauce and the mighty intercontinental Mr. Bush. My name is Goswill. And I write to you from Uyo, Nigeria. Global Baba, I am so grateful for the lockdown, as it was what brought me back to Uyo. And that's when I started listening to 30 Days of Glory, and from then to 60 Days of Glory, then extended, and now Riot Life and Ask the Counselor. This is probably, Global Baba, the best thing that has ever happened to me in my entire life, because religion dealt with me horrendously as I always felt condemned, guilty, and never fulfilled. It affected me, Global Barber, so much, especially when so-called evangelists and prophets would mount the stage and speak about the Holy Spirit like a tyrant, and a spirit that does not take nonsense. You do wrong, he's gone. You beg, he comes back. It made me feel like having the Holy Spirit in me was more of a burden than a blessing sir. I had so many questions in my spirit, but I never asked because they kept pumping these teachings into me more and more. In summary, Global Baba, I'm just grateful because now I feel confident in Christ Jesus, and I know my rights in Christ Jesus. Those that fight your teachings only do so because of the wrong imputes in them over time. I only bless God. I'm free from them as I keep on learning, relearning, and learning. I have one question though, sir. You have taught us from the scriptures that there is no evil in God. I just wanted to know if the Holy Spirit can make a man uncomfortable with a particular situation in order to use him to create a solution that would benefit many others. And can you please take out a moment and say one or two things about listening to the Holy Spirit? Thank you. I love you so much, Global Baba. God's will.
1: Amen. Well, first of all, you know, we thank you for this, those words of commendation and uh, on the holy spirit the holy spirit is god in you you know the spirit of god in you the spirit of adoption now because the holy spirit in you brings light so when he brings light you walk within that light so because you walk within that light he guides you and leads you and of course all that he will guide and lead you to do will be to reveal jesus to you and to walk you know to glorify jesus The Holy Spirit does not operate like an independent, separate personality that demands worship. He is here to glorify Jesus. And because he's inside you, sometimes when you make a decision that is not right, he gives you an indication. It's like putting your leg in socks that is wet. You will know that the Holy Spirit is telling you, "Mm -mm, that decision you're making is not going to work out. Yes, he gives you such insights. He gives you such inputs. Because he is here to guide you into all the truth. And then sometimes you don't listen. And the way you don't listen, you get into trouble. But you see the goodness of God. When you get into trouble, he brings you out of trouble. He walks out a way to bring you out again in his mercy. But you will suffer some little discomfort. You will go through some things for making a wrong choice. Because every time you make a choice, there are consequences that accompany the choices that we make. And that's why as you study the word of God and listen... You'll find that you enjoy the liberty that you have in Christ Jesus.
5: It's half past the hour in Uyo, Nigeria. We're from the global headquarters of Power City International. You're watching or listening to this live broadcast. It's called Riot Live, or this segment is Ask the Counselor. Now, I understand we have a first caller. Hello.
3: Hello. Thank you.
5: Welcome to the program. Your name, where are you calling from?
3: my name is Matthew and i'm from the university of president state fire on good afternoon Radio Commander.
1: thank you bless you
3: <laughs> um papa i have a little question here to ask okay and also i need your prayers please all right what's the question because ever since i started listening to your program from 50 days of glory to 60 days and 60 days extended and now as their counselor i've not been myself again i've been able to go to church my church I I don't know what to do again
5: but my question here is you say that God does not work my God is not a mysterious God but I want to ask does he work in mysterious
2: ways
1: again you've got to be able to define what is mysterious mysterious means unknown things we cannot know so if you say God is mysterious it means we can't know God okay So, God is not mysterious because he has revealed himself in Christ. Does he walk in mysterious ways? What do you mean by mysterious ways? Because God walks through men, God walks through circumstances, God walks through situations that are peculiar, I mean that are known to man. So yes, he walks, but it may not be mysterious, but may be mysterious to you because you don't know everything. But it's not mysterious to him. So yes, God walks, depends on what you define mysterious to be, within the confines of the capacity of your knowledge.
5: Yeah. Okay. Perhaps mysterious, they could also mean miraculous.
1: Yeah, miraculous.
5: Okay. Yes. Okay.
1: He walks in miraculous.
5: Please.
1: Yes, God does miracles. And miracles are miracles because we can't explain
5: absolutely but not mysterious another caller hello
3: hello good afternoon
5: thank you for joining us name you know where you're calling from uh,
3: my name is kingsley basu calling from abuja
5: kingsley welcome to our show go ahead
3: Okay. Uh, i want to thank you because um, since i started listening to you uh last two months um, i find it difficult to leave the I have Facebook driving. Anyhow, I managed to listen to you. And may God bless you as you open us to learn the Word of God in a different way. Okay, my question this afternoon is um, something that has bothered me for a long time my cost of listening to your teaching. And it borders on um, evil. I don't know if that is how I should put it. Most times uh, when I listen to you, you seem to hold excuse for God as he doesn't kill. Uh, Evil doesn't seem to come from him. He's only um, attributing evil, killing to either Satan or man. Um, And that for me is... um, what I need a bit of clarification on. Uh, because from all that I've known, um, the, the rapport if I may use the word, that happened in heaven was between God and devil or Satan. And then somehow, it had one third of the angelic body went down to the earth with the devil. And from what the, from what the scripture has said, it said, woe to the inheritance of the earth, meaning the revolution took place right there on earth. My question now is, how did evil get into heaven? Well, the first
1: thing is, I think you have been taught wrongly and you grew up with a lot of wrong teachings. Because everything you describe really is not Bible. What you describe is extra biblical. First of all, Satan and God have never met. Number two, Satan has never been to heaven. Satan is on earth. He was created on earth. He goes to and fro. Number three, there was never war in heaven where God is. God and Satan never fought. And then number three, angels didn't fall from heaven to the earth. Angels were created in Eden for man. So there's a lot of distortion in the things you've been taught. So to help you, I will recommend for you my series on the Misunderstood God. Part 1, Part 2, Part 3, Part 4, Part 5. It could be about 60, 70 hours of teaching. If you can just come down with that series, it will debunk all these things and open you up to the truth of scripture. And it will bring you clarity. I'm not looking for how to defend God's character. God's character is that God is altogether lovely, altogether beautiful. He is good and perfect. There is no darkness in him. That's who he is. And if you want to know exactly his character, read Genesis chapter 1 and 2. Everything he made was perfect. There was no imperfection in God. So again, that series will help you a great deal.
5: You know, the moment on the program we start taking calls, everything else has to wait. We have um, what we think or who we think should be our last caller for now. Hello. Hello. Thank you for joining us. Your name, where are you know where you're calling from?
3: So My name is Brother I am calling from Togo.
5: I'm calling from Togo.
3: Okay, Togo, to man Togo. Okay, man. Go ahead. Also, that is your afternoon. Afternoon. Bless and you. Good afternoon. Okay. but I want you to pray for me. Uh, my daughter is in hospital now. And uh, she was delivered on one day. And they said that she had joined this. Joined this, but I don't know what this is all about. So she was there to try the now and she cannot. And she cannot do anything, she just lie down. So, I don't know what to do. So, I uh, wanted to pray pray for her so that she will recover very quick and come back. So, they use our uh, host us to support her so that she will be freed. But we believe God that nothing will happen to her and she will come back home. That is our first to me and my wife. We need for two days And the Lord blessed us on Wednesday. So, that, is first, that God will hear and her life will come back and she will receive the life of Christ and she will come back again.
1: Thank you, sir. Amen. Well, first of all, I want, I want you to know that you are not supposed to be afraid at all. Get rid of fear. Stay in faith. Stay in confidence. God loves you and loves that baby. In the name of Jesus, we stand in faith with you. We rebuke jaundice. We rebuke every infirmity, every disease out of the body of that baby. In the name of Jesus. And we speak to that baby, the life of God. We command that body quickened, made whole, and restored to soundness in Jesus'
5: name. Amen. Amen. Okay, so we'll take um, live uh, audience questions now. Just show your hand. The producer will pick you up. Producer, I have the first hand there, but while you walk towards him for the microphone, let me take this one that was just sent to me by the producer. Global Baba. please, where does the authority of the believer begin and end? Vis-a-vis the sovereignty of God. This one comes strangely from Mrs. Nekka Irene Bush.
1: Okay. (laughs) That's a good one. The believer's authority begins from having dominion over everything that God has created. Over the fowls of the earth, the birds, over circumstances, situations, over demons and devils. But the believer's authority does not include other men. We don't have authority over the will of men. But we have authority over things, circumstances, situations, demons, devils, powers of darkness. We have authority over all of them. We also have authority to call the things that be not as though they were. We have authority over sickness and disease. That's where it ends. It does not go into another human's will. That's where it ends.
5: Okay. Our first live audience uh, question comes from...
4: My name is uh, Gosfield. Very good afternoon. Afternoon. I, I want to ask what will happen to a pastor who was preaching this message of Christ and then maybe because of lack of funding to ministry, he then decided to join the occult. So I want to ask, he, is he still born again or will he still go to heaven? And can God still use him? Even when he joined the mm-hmm. occult.
5: Okay, gospel, well, just to be sure, is that you? Is that you in the question? Yes, sir. Do you understand what you're even answering? Are you the one in that question?
4: Yeah, I'm the one.
1: You joined the occult? No.
5: Uh-uh.
1: <laughs> okay, who do you know the person who do you joined know the, the
4: pastor occult? you are talking about? As in, I, this, 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 this is something that has been bothering me. As in, oh, it's just okay. a general question one, you are asking. Okay. I'm the one facing this issue.
1: Okay, you uh-huh. are the one so that you... is being tempted to join the occult.
4: Yes, sir. Okay. okay, good.
1: Well, there is nothing in the occult that you should be tempted to join. Nothing. There's nothing there. People that have gone there have come out with regrets. Satan is like a raw Peter people.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: He will collect one and give you one. When you join the occult, they will collect your manhood first. Or they will collect something. Your wife. Your wife. Your mother. Your children. Your children. Satan can never, never, never give you access to his domain for free. Remember, even Jesus, Satan said to Jesus, See the kingdoms of this world. If you will bow down, even Jesus, Satan couldn't tell him. I'm going to negotiate for you to possess the hearts of men because the kingdoms of this world was the hearts of men that are in darkness. And Satan was saying to Jesus, if you kneel down and worship me, I will allow you access into the hearts of men. And Jesus said to Satan, you're too small. I know how to access the heart of men by my death, burial, and resurrection. So if Jesus, Satan couldn't give Jesus anything for free. Brother, it is a journey into darkness. It is a journey into bondage. It is a journey into, into, into the, everything that is negative. Satan has nothing to offer you. But he has everything to take from you. Secondly, the reason why you have gotten to that point, where you are contemplating that, is that you have not even understood Christ. You have not. It's one thing to preach Christ. It's another thing to know Christ. The disciples of Jesus were with Jesus for years. ate with him, slept with him, walked with him. And one day he said to them, who am I? For the first time they discovered that even though they were preaching Christ, they didn't know Christ. So you can be preaching Christ, but you don't know him. Because you cannot know Christ and you are attracted to occultism. There's nothing there. Jesus said, when you drink the water I give you, you will never thirst. If you eat the bread that I give you, you will never hunger. So for you to think like that, you will need to, first of all, make up your mind to humble yourself, sit down, let us teach you Christ. Because when you come to that revelation, you won't have room for occultism. You will look for how to set people free from occultism. So again, you need to go back to basics, ABCs of a relationship
5: with God. Fantastic. Our second live audience question is already waiting, but before I come to you, let and me just continue you don't the rounds. Mind,
1: Mr. Bush, since yes. he's in the building, mm. Pastor Query, you will have to take that brother absolutely. absolutely.: and do some work with him and let me know how it goes.
5: Fantastic. We need to help Fantastic. him Fantastic. Yeah. Okay, so I'll, I'll come to the live um, audience question man in a moment. Let me just continue my rounds. So from uh, Uyo again, hello Global Baba, I from Uyo. Global Baba, I want you to pray for my father to have financial breakthrough so that he can oversee my education. Also, please pray for me to have admission into school this session. Thank you so much, Global Baba Anonymous.
1: Father, we pray for that brother or sister asking for resources to help with school fees. We ask that you open up doors for the family, bring favor to the family, opportunities, and Lord, even scholarship or touch the hearts of people around that family will be willing to support but we receive in faith support to see that brother or sister through school in jesus name
5: amen Amen. next question from the live audience hello
6: good afternoon my name is Anthony Odion. i live in eket where i come from Will you're here uh pastor thank you very much for giving me this opportunity to ask this question because i've been listening to you I've been glued to the, t- to the radio, listening to you every day. And I, I, I am so engulfed in your teachings. Thank God I'm here today. Pastor, my worry is about myself. The, what I would call systematic occurrences, halfway syndrome, halfway success syndrome. That has been my problem. For example, the first job I had was, I worked in the then University of Cross River States midway after my first promotion i lost that job when i lost that job i i thought i had spiritual problem maybe i was called to be a pastor and uh, then i joined the bible college the then logos bible college which is now uh, vision that was in 1990. halfway into that bible college i left i thought i wasn't convinced that i'm called into ministry I wasn't convinced. And then somewhere along the line, I had a job in, Ecke, in Marble as a contract staff. I worked there for 10 years. Merely, I got to 10 years, I was dropped. And we went to court, we took we Marble to court. After almost eight years, the case was squashed. And that same year that I lost my job, I started a building. Pastor, right from that time till now, I've not been able to complete that building. So whenever I come to the village, as I came now, I sleep in my father's uh, compound. I sleep in my father's parlour. And uh, a lot of people tell me in between these times that this is family problem, all there's family altar problem, and all of that. And then finally, I started suffering asthma problem. That asthma problem has taken me to churches all over. I have been to Lagos. I have been to churches in Lagos, some of the churches, I take sand and come back. Some I take holy water, I come back. None of those things has worked for me. Please help me, Pastor.
1: Wow. Well, first of all, we want to know, you to know we're glad you came today to, to, to worship with us. And then secondly, I want you to know that the Bible tells us, as a man thinketh, so is he. Because you have accepted that as a part of your life's experiences and you have even defined it and given it a label you have owned the problem so you are the owner of the problem and the owner must be a partaker of his property so th- what you need to do is renew your mind you need to first of all tell yourself there's nothing like family problem disturbing me there's nothing like new near success syndrome worrying me i just need to discipline myself develop a new set of skills I make up my mind to get into the industry of production and succeed. That's all you need to do. It's not a problem. It's just that you've allowed your experiences of the past to define your future. Which is not right. Brother Paul said, this one thing I do, I forget the past. I press forward towards the mark of the high calling of God in Christ. So you don't have a problem. And then I think basically, you also need to... You know, um, give more time to the study of God's word. Because for you to have finished Bible school and then you come back, you're moving from church to church, packing sand, packing holy oil, packing, it means you have not understood anything about Christ. So you need to go through fundamentals. You need to be established in the knowledge of Christ. Because when you are established in the knowledge of Christ, the Bible says that we henceforth be no more tossed to and fro, carried about with every wind of doctrine. See that? So you need to settle down so we can take you through proper teaching. Sound teaching. So you are established. Grounded. Then you can now exercise your authority and have it the way you want it. We speak over your body. We Amen. rebuke sickness and disease. We rebuke infirmity in your body. We command your body be healed Amen. in the name of Jesus. Amen. And we put an end to that to those experiences we stop that circle and we speak to your mind in the name of Jesus your mind is loose from oppression and we decree that as you give yourself to the study of God's word revelation knowledge rises big on your inside and by the revelation of God's word we declare that you create a new world for yourself in Jesus name
5: Amen. Amen. Amen Praise God Uh, you know, he's quite courageous. He's bold. Very you courageous. know, to stand out like very, that. Very, very You courageous. know, in your own home state. is yep. Uh, yep. He So he's miraculous. Come. He does. He, he has received he his does. answers. He does. And he actually dropped out from Bible school. He dropped out. Yes, he, he did. He dropped out. He didn't, he didn't complete. complete it. Yeah, sure.
1: So now you will go through Bible school fully. Mm. And you you know, you, you will do ministry. You don't have to be called to do ministry. Mm. Every believer ought to do ministry. You don't have to see a vision or anything ministry is a product of spiritual growth as you grow in the knowledge of Christ the outcome of that growth is ministry so eventually you will do ministry you will do business you will make money you will
3: serve
5: god amen amen and and, and global baba one of the things I've gleaned from you you don't have to do ministry so that you get out of trouble with god right
1: no no you do ministry out of gratitude mm. out of knowledge and you just bless people And you don't even have to resign your job to do ministry. You can have your companies, have your monies, be making money while you're teaching the word of God. In fact, the more money you make, the even better. Because when you teach, you can give people support. You can give them money. It's a good thing. There's nothing wrong with it. Brother Paul, who wrote almost the entire New Testament, was a businessman. He was a tent maker. He was making his tents and writing and pastoring churches. So, you
5: know. Okay, uh, producer, uh, we're just going to take one last one. One last question from the live audience. And, uh, oh, fortunately it's a lady because I was going to wonder. Hello.
7: Thank you, Papa. Bless you.
5: I'm you didn't also happy. thank me?
7: <laughs> I was about thanking you. Okay, good. God bless you. Amen. I'm the happiest person in this town because a lot of life problems have been solved. I gather flesh, not because of food, but because of the word. Last night, I listened to some people on radio, and I laughed because the kingdom of darkness is in trouble. I tell you, the kingdom of darkness is in trouble. Daddy, God bless you. Most strength to stand in the mighty name of Jesus. Uh, a few days ago, we had a, a series of a talk in my shop. And Papa, you know when you say a thing, it goes viral. Yeah. They said, Pap, your papa said uh, gambling is not a sin I said, yes, he said so I didn't even allow them to lie I said, you as a Christian should know your money is God's money And be able to use it wisely That's right. And I said, what if the, you know, the government, because it's not controlled by Christians you know, puts up a law that abortion is uh, legal I said, you should know, as a Christian, you should not do yeah. So, Pastor, please, yeah. talk to us. You thank right. you very much. You What's were your right.
5: name, ma'am? What's your name?
7: Christiana Inyan.
5: Okay, thank you, ma'am. Put your hands together for her.
1: You were right. Um, I mean, as a believer, as a believer in Christ Jesus, what is not good for you is not good for others. I don't drink alcohol. I will not sell alcohol. Okay? Um, I, I'm not a prostitute. I don't support prostitution. So I will not open a prostitution house. Okay, what's not good for me is not good for my brother. It's not good for my sister. So if the government say abortion is legalized as a medical doctor, you need to give yourself, you know, reasons why you will do abortions and reasons why you will not do abortions. There are situations medically that cannot escape abortion. If you want to save the life of the mother, the baby has to be taken out. So... That is left to the medical doctors, you know, because they know the rules that govern their field of practice. So we do what we know is what we too want to be done to us. That's the way we function as Christians. But where gambling is concerned, gambling is like uh, taking a chance. And there's no sin. You want to gamble, but you know, like you said, your money is God's money, use it wisely. But if you have the extra change and you feel like you want to take a chance, and that money doesn't mean much to you, you can take a chance with it, but you know, it, it must not be your career. Your life vocation should not be gambling. You should get a very stable career. You can do gambling for fun, you can do gambling for, for entertainment. You know, it's like if two clubs are playing and I say, okay, Mr. Bush, your own is uh, Arsenal. Arsenal. Me, I am man, you. I'm not. Uh, I'm not. Me, I don't even know any club. <laughs> You're the one trying to teach me football now now So you have your club, I have my club, and our two clubs are playing. Then I say, look, my club will win. You say, my own, I say, okay, this is 50,000. If my own win, you will give me. If your own win, I will give you. We can gamble like that. That's not a sin now. We're just playing. We're just having fun and making our fun productive for each of us. I don't know if you understand. So there's nothing wrong with gambling, but that should not be your career. You should have a career. You should have a profession and you can use that for a pastime. Is that clear?
5: I'm, I'm afraid. I'm afraid. I'm not able to take any live um, questions anymore, not even on phone calls, because my producer tells me, and he's correct. We just have five minutes left, and we need to sign off in another two, three. Okay. I just take one for the road in Uyo. Hello, Global Baba. I'm Favor Emmanuel. I write from Uyo. My aunt has had so many miscarriages, and even one recently. This began after the birth of her first son. Please, Global Baba, pray for her.
1: Father, we ask that that woman is comforted that that woman receives the peace of god now we ask that in the name of jesus you bring complete healing to her body and the ability to take in and bring forth in jesus name
0: amen,
1: amen.
5: Global Barber, i think for about two three nights now uh, of the program we've been spending the nights either in nigeria or in new york so let's go abroad let's go quickly quickly to canada blessings to you global baba dr ebel damina and the intercontinental mr bush my name is rotney um, please don't disclose my name okay so i've already you wrote your name and then asked me not to disclose it so i'm not going to read this today exactly so global baba yes. i think we'll just stay in canada and um, tomorrow we we'll come back and we we'll start from there so that has been this edition of the program we had fantastic time together and i hope you today did put your hands together <laughs> tomorrow is another day tomorrow is another day i'd like to thank all of you on behalf of producer, pastor, I.J. Quere and the production team, this is Michael Bush, also thanking Mrs. Bush, and uh, pastor and his dear wife, and our daughter, Jill, who is here. Jemima. Not forgetting, Jemima, Jemima, Jemima is Jemima here, Jemima. okay. You know, I only know,
7: you know, Gile. Gile. <laughs> you know
5: I'm quite uh, because Giles is always there. Yes, okay, Jemima and also Jemima. Mama, Mama yes. Damina is in the building. It's also here. So thank you to everyone. Tomorrow is another edition. Michael Bush, Global Baba. Dr. Ebel Damina is here for benediction.
1: The Intercontinental, Mr. Bush. What a day, what a time we have had in this session. And we want to thank every one of you in the house, on radio, on television, online, for giving us the opportunity to serve you the grace of God and bring clarity to areas of your, you know, of your studying God's word where you need further clarity and further explanation. But it's a joy to always serve you the grace of God. Remember right now, 1 to 3 p.m. just now, we're going to be live on XLFM, you know, this afternoon. And then in the evening, we'll be live on Inspiration FM 9 to 10. And 10 to 12 midnight will be on Heritage FM. Tomorrow morning, we'll be on Radio Akwaibong, 11 to 1 p.m. 1 to 3 p.m. tomorrow, will be on uh, XLFM. 3 to 5 will be on UNU University UFM. of UFM. Even today. Even today, mm. 3 to 5 will be on unu FM. All of these are, you know, platforms we've created to be able to make sure that Nobody has an excuse not to learn the truth of God's word and grow in the same. Remember also, you know, tomorrow will be live at 6 p.m. GMT plus one on Comfort FM as we bring you the grace of God and serve you all that God has made available to you. Don't forget to order for materials and spend your time studying and listening. And don't forget to also order for our books. Always a joy and a pleasure to serve you the grace of God. Social media audience and all of you online and radio and all of you on TV, we love you. Enjoy the rest of your day and be blessed as we look forward to seeing all of you tomorrow.
5: Goodbye from Uyo, Nigeria.
1: Amen. Somebody shall glory. Are we blessed?